Inchon Baseball Weekly, week three is wrapped up. A lot of changes at the top. NC Dinos, 14 wins. Twins, close behind with 11. And then we have four teams right in the middle. Doosan, Kiwoom, Kia, Latte. 10, 10, 10, nine wins apiece. Then we got the bottom of the barrel. KT Wiz, Hanwha, Samsung, and your hometown Inchon SK Wyverns. Three wins total. Let's take a look around the league at the hot spots. Dinos are dynamite, continuing uh, with two wins, eight out of the ten last games won. Rest of the team's mixed results. Hanwa definitely going down in the power rankings. And your hometown, Inchon SK Wyverns, wrapped up a win yesterday. But boy, we are in the garbage at the moment. All right, let's go through uh, the week's wrap-up of the games. I'm your host, Richard Williamson. This is Matt Mower with Wyverns and Wogs. Hey, Rick, it's time for Wyverns and Wogs, where we recap the week's games and the Wyverns of the game. Sunday, the NC Dinos thrashed our Wyverns 11-5. to Choi Jiang picked up Wog Honors, going 2-for-5 with two RBIs and a double. Tuesday, the Kawoom Heroes blasted our Wyverns 11-6. Kim Kang-min earned the Wog as he went 2-for-5 with a homer and three RBIs. Wednesday, our Wyverns could not be denied as they defeated the Heroes 5-3, notching their second win on the season. Named Taehyuk picks up the WOG, going 3-for-4 with two RBIs. The Wyverns lost a heartbreaker to the Heroes on Thursday, falling 9-8. Hondo Min went 2-for-5 with the solo home run, picking up the WOG. The battle for the bottom began Friday, as the Wyverns lost to the Kia Tigers 2-1. Lee Wong Jun earned the WOG, throwing two scoreless innings in relief. Finishing the week on a down note, the Wyverns fell to Kia 8-3 Saturday. Romack earned the WOG, going 2-for-3 with the solo shot. Well, that's the weekly recap, and Rick, another bad week for our Wyverns. Weekly Roundtable. Kiwoom is 10-8, Kia is 10-8. They took one of those games, and I think we're seeing um, the offense come alive, at least as a team effort. Um, obviously, our stars are slumping a little after a pretty I, strong start. I really don't see how you can say that, Rick. I mean, we won one game, and we, we won it ugly, 5-3. to three. Uh, We are fortunate that the bullpen didn't blow it like they blow all the other games. I mean, we won 5-3. to three. The starting pitcher went five innings with three runs. Uh, we're still striking out all the time like we did last week. We, hey, one thing at a time. you got to put the puzzle pieces together. I'm saying the offense is putting a good season together. We have a lot of players batting over uh, 270. We have several batting over 300. And as we talked about with our catcher, he was having a great season before his thumb injury broke. So I'm saying let's get one piece at a time in there, identify the weaknesses, and we'll be back on a good you know, the batters didn't strike out all the time. I think you would have an excellent point, but we're still getting eight strikeouts a game. I calculated that 
over a 34 start season, that would be close to 300 strikeouts. So we're making, we're still making the other pitchers look like aces. Well, the strikeouts have dropped 20%. Obviously, uh, our coaching staff and general manager are listening to this podcast every week, so they know what we're talking about. They, they, I'm sure they went to their players and said, "Hey, you got to get back to the discipline that our team is known for, that Korean baseball is known for. We're not, we are not the Oakland A's of 1988." We are not willing to strike out 100 uh, plate appearances a season for every player. What I'm saying is I looked at the stats and uh, from watching the game this week, I noticed that uh, it was a team effort. Uh, Romack had one homer, but otherwise he was 0 for 4 uh, several games. And a lot of the players who had strong days I had not heard of before. They were new players. Some of the DHs that they rotate had strong weeks. Now let's talk about the horrific pitching staff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I was going to stop you right there, uh, Rick, because as you know, you get those two American pitchers or, or two international pitchers, and ours are horrible, and that's just a competitive disadvantage. You cannot win in Korea baseball when your two outside pitchers are just not performing. This goes back to what we talked about uh, in previous weeks. Who are these players? Uh, they have no resume. Uh, they one, one came from Cuba, which obviously has given American baseball plenty of stars, including superstars. But how are they scouting these players? They, these are players that have done nothing in Major League Baseball. They were mediocre minor league players, and now they're showing up on Korean baseball teams. I'm wondering if some players are just not willing to play in Korea. What do you think? I mean, yeah, but I think, too, it just has to do with your scouting and your organization. And I, I mean, so far from what I've seen this year, uh, you know, the, the uh, SK just front office just, you know, laid an egg. I mean, unless we see things change, that's, that's what I conclude. Now, everything can change. It's early in the season. We didn't have spring training. Even pitchers need that spring training. Right, right. But, you know, it's just not looking good. And honestly, uh, I'm still not going to let you that 300, those strikeout improvements slide by, Rick, because, you know, we went from horrible to bad. I'm just saying, as as you said a minute ago, that starting pitching is where we got to start when we climb back on that horse. We're losing games two to one, uh, eight to nine. We're not, you know, these games our offense is producing, uh, so we have to have some pitching. We got five runs, six, five, six, five, eight. Uh, that is enough to win a game. Now uh, we also lost two to one, and obviously that's a close game. So when you have a terrible pitching staff. You're not going to win the close games. Now, Ricardo Pinto, definitely playing as good as a Ford Pinto. Um, he's got a 4.76 ERA this year, one and two, so he won a game somehow. Uh, but I'm just looking back at his history and really mediocre. In fact, after starting off in 2012, uh, looks like with Rochester. Um, he had a pretty strong season, 274. So apparently the scouts are looking back in his younger days. Uh, he's 26, so I guess he's kind of in his peak and thinking he's going to come back to that. But if you look at his ERA the past several years, 2019 with two teams in the minors, 4.2. That's okay. 2018, 5.95. 
2017, a uh, horrific 7.89 uh, with the Phillies. He played in 25 games. So I guess they're thinking he played three years ago with the Phillies, was horrific uh, with a 7.89, and the same as he is now, one and two win-loss record. Pitched 29 innings, gave up 39 hits, not very good, and then... 17 walks in 29 innings, not very good. 25 strikeouts. So he had basically one good season three years ago. I'm wondering if he had some injuries or other issues. Now, if you look at our other pitchers, it's not like Pinto is the only Ford product in the lineup. They have a lot of other folks, starting pitchers included, who are having a terrible season. And uh, I'm also wondering about the pay. Ricardo Pinto is making 450000 and yet a lot of our starting offensive players are, are making a million. Uh, so I'm, I'm just trying to figure that out. How do you have one of your premier starting pitchers making half as much as your starting catcher? A little strange. Yeah, I don't know, Rick. Uh, as I say, I'm hope, I hope I'm wrong, but uh, I really think that if this goes south, the general manager is going to have to answer a lot of questions because those two Americans – are so critical to making right. the playoffs and winning playoff games. Right. You can only have, I believe, four per team. And if you're blowing those positions with uh, retreads from the the reading minor league team, that was the best season for Pinto, for example, uh, you're not going to go very far in the season. Uh, however, I will say, yet again, as we talked about last week, that they're just letting these pitchers go way too long. Uh, they're letting them... That, you know, they're basically coming out and saying, hey, you're a starting pitcher. You must pitch um, 90 pitches. And they've got Beck Sung John, who pitched on uh, against the Dinos. Dinos, obviously, a first-place team. He pitched uh, 65 pitches, gave up four runs in three innings. They took him out. And then if you look at the other games throughout the week, you got Pinto, where they said, we're going to drive you, Pinto, all the way down the interstate, 97 pitches, even if you give up seven earned runs. It's an embarrassment. And then we have Park Jong-hoon, who had a fine outing with uh, 93 pitches again, five innings pitched, three earned runs. Another problem is we're giving a lot of hits up, and we're, doing, we're giving up a lot of walks. When you only pitch three to five innings and 90 pitches, you're walking a lot of people, and you're throwing a lot of garbage balls. You're not throwing for strikes. We've got to throw for strikes to win these games. And then we even look at on uh, the 21st, we got Moon sung Won. Four and a third inning. Yet another non-quality start. 93 pitches and gave up four earned runs. Oh, and Matt, the uh, the poor defense continues to be a problem. You know, these, these pitchers are not having good outings, but they're giving up, for every four earned runs, they're giving up two extra unearned runs. Gosh, it sounds like you're coming around to my side already, Rick. Uh, you know, pretty soon you'll realize the hitting is still not where it's at. What I'm saying is this is Korean baseball, and as we know, defense and other fundamentals are stressed. So I believe I believe in the Wyverns. Matt, do you believe in the Wyverns? I am a I, I have a Wyvern I, tattoo. I I love the Wyverns. The Wyverns. Uh, they're they're great. I don't have the tattoo. I can be sold. Uh, we need to see how it goes. And, uh, you know, I, I love the Wyverns, but I don't want to see them lose. You know, um, you know, I, I just want to correct something earlier uh, just because I've 
I've got some tweets uh, and whatnot from Wyverns fans, and they're pointing out that Ricardo Pinto is actually from Venezuela and not uh, Cuba. So I just want to clear that up because oh, no, there no, might be I, some confusion. No, I said no. I said Venezuela. No, yeah. All right. So uh... did you say Venezuela? I, I want to go back <laughs> and listen to that. <laughs> you're right. You're right. All right. So let's take a look uh, for next week's. Uh, We'll look into the next week's schedule in another segment. But as we will both agree, the Wyverns having a tough season so far. Um, they've got to correct their pitching. I'm going to see if I can uh, tweet at the general manager to ask him what he's going to do to address some of these roster issues. And uh, but we still, at the same time, need to appreciate that the rest of the team is coming around on offense. If our superstars get back on track, we are going to be a formidable offense. Any last words? Uh, I think formidable. Uh, you know, if if striking out is uh, is the contest, <laughs> I mean, we're going to be very formidable. <laughs> All right, Matt. Player spotlight. Hello, it's the time of the show where we talk about KBO players in the major leagues. Jung Ho Kong made his professional deb- debut for Hyundai in the KBO in 2006 but did not break out until his third year with the Worry Heroes. The shortstop hit 271 with 23 home runs and 81 RBIs that season. Over the next five years with Nexon, he emerged as one of the Korean greats, steadily improving his craft. After hitting 356 with 40 home runs and 117 RBIs, in 2014, Kong decided it was time to give the major leagues a try. As a Pittsburgh Pirate in 2015, Kong hit 287 with 15 home runs and 58 RBIs. Few question whether he could make it in the show, but the season ended early after he broke his leg. He returned to the Pirates in May of 2016. For the year, he hit 20, 21 home runs and drove in 62 but only played in 103 games. Troubles began shortly after for Kong. On December 1st, 2016, while driving under the influence in South Korea, he struck a guardrail. This flung debris, damaging a parked vehicle nearby. Kong was arrested and later convicted after fleeing the scene. This kept him out of the majors for all of 2017 and all but for the very end of 2018. 2019 proved to be a difficult year as Hong hit only 169 with 10 home runs and was released by the Pirates. In 2020, Kong has been reinstated by the KBO as he's trying to make it back, yet he faces a three-year suspension for multiple drunk driving arrests. We may find out his fate before the end of the season. So stay tuned for, to Inchon Baseball Weekly for more information. That's it for us. See you next week. Remember, ESPN2, 530 in the morning, most days. Uh, check your local listings.